this week one picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest for the $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe, lead pipe lock-in for Parlay Play and props. Go to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is... Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of August. And no, Baz shakes his head. What's the date? 9th Shit. of August. Wednesday, the 9th of August. And we are here at long last with the week one pick show. Hooray! Also, yes. bring it on. Also, Baz, it is the, our 100th show today. This is episode 100. So that's why I've put me... What? Unbelievable. We've made it to 100 episodes. Who would have thought... Yeah, whose idea was that? Uh, Some idiots have allowed us to do this 100 times. So in celebration, Baz, I've put put my shirt on, my nice shirt, I've put my bow tie on and this cowboy hat. Uh, Glad to say you've made the effort. I'm celebrating the only way I know how, Malcolm. How did I celebrate the 50th? Get it, cup. Egg in a cup. It's in a wine cup tonight. Oh, beautiful. Look at that. Celebratory, isn't it? So people can see egg in a cup. <laughs> bits of egg. There's bits of bread. Bit of Tabasco in today. Oh, he's, uh, you've you've revolutionised the recipe there, Baz, with a bit of Tabasco um, sauce. Yeah, 100 episodes. Uh, so we timed it quite well. Just to start the season in celebratory mode, we've made it to 100. And... Um, Believe it or not, we got a few messages through with people congratulating us on such an achievement. Did we um, really, Buzz? We, we have, yeah. We've got a, f- a few messages <laughs> from listeners who I, you know, we know about, uh, and, and listeners who I didn't know about. So um, I'll kick us off with with some SGPN royalty who, who sent us a message here. Mal and Buzz, congratulations! Episode number one hundred for the EPL Gambling Podcast. You guys have been absolutely crushing it. Uh, throughout these 99 episodes. Uh, but, Boz, special congratulations to you, man. You dealing with Mal for 99 episodes and beyond that, it takes a man to deal with that. And I can speak from experience having to deal with Mal for several years now and 300 episodes. But, man, love you guys. Congratulations again. Looking forward to this new season starting this weekend. I know you guys are going to crush it. Keep grinding. Keep up the hard work. And, again, congratulations on episode number 100. That was lovely, wasn't it? Uh, that was nice. Nice for me. Really Moodaf, nice man. touch for Moonaf, yeah. So, uh, well done, Buzz. You have been busy, Moonaf. haven't you, dickhead? What? We, we know Moonaf listens, but you'd be surprised how many people messaged who we didn't know listened, Malcolm. That's, right, that's okay. surprising me. So, so if you just watch this, this is amazing. You need, you might need a handkerchief. Yeah, this is brilliant. And inspire the nation to be better, do better, and live up to our full promise. Keep it going, man. Keep the faith and congratulations to you. It is important to recognize greatness and great accomplishment. But this record, this is one to be more than just acknowledged. 
this is one to be celebrated. So I just wanted to send you a message firstly to say congratulations. It's been so uplifting, it's been so exciting, and it's been so inspiring. And um, look, I mean, it's an incredible achievement. I've spoken with them when they arrived, firstly to say what an incredible achievement and, um, you know, huge congratulations. to. I can say only congratulations to him. Well, of course, congratulations. Congratulations. There you go, Malcolm, look at that. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? What a, that was incredible. On hitting 100 See, episodes. I knew Rihanna listened, but I didn't know that uh, some of the others on that list there uh, listened. Fantastic. Good stuff, yeah. There we go. Well done. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Well done, Buzz. Um, yeah, so what's most exciting, though? More exciting than that is we've got to make some picks, Buzz. I've, I've delayed it all week like a kid at Christmas. I managed to, to put off making the picks until the day. So went through the card. Found it quite tricky, Baz. It's a bit of a minefield because it's an opening day card, so you wouldn't expect anything else, really. Um, if we've got any new listeners, uh, this is the general the general gist of it. We'll give out our picks uh, Wednesday, Thursday before the weekend. We'll have a little recap after the weekend. Also, we'll cover the midweek stuff, any uh, EFL, Champions League, uh, international breaks, whatever's going on. Um, I think the first thing it's worth commenting on, Baz, before we get into the game by game, is that there's some new rules, not new rules, but kind of new directives. And we both think they're going to have a, an effect, certainly on the weekend, until everything calms down like it always does. But I think it might take the books a little way, a little time to catch up on some of these things as well, Baz. So, um, I mean, talk us through what's going to happen and how you think it might affect some stuff. Yeah, so the, the two changes are the um, implementation of uh, en enforcing the additional time. Uh, so where we've always had sort of three, four, five minutes, generally you'll have the odd ridiculous game where you get seven or eight minutes. As we saw in periods in the World Cup, they seemed to go through phases in the World Cup, didn't they, where they added tons of time and then they got a bit bored with it. So this season they are adamant that they're going to add on extra time for every goal celebration, every substitution, every injury. Uh, and we saw it at the weekend with um, the Community Shield. There was eight minutes given, 11 minutes played, because there was an injury during the injury time. Another one that stood out, I think the Sunderland-Ipswich game went to 13 minutes of injury time. So we're going to see tons of it. Expect to see five, six minutes in the first half and up sort of eight, nine, 10, 11 minutes in your second half. Um, so that will definitely play in its additional sort of 10% of time for things to happen. So goals, cards, corners, all of those things are more likely because there's 10% more game time, essentially. Uh, so definitely something to watch early on. The other thing that they're really clamping down on now is is the dissent and poor behaviour from both managers and players on the pitch. A couple of players surrounding a referee, one of them's going to get a yellow card every time, allegedly. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, but it happened in the Community Shield. There was a couple of players got done for... Um, delaying the start of a free kick, they're going to clamp down on that straight away. If you stand in front of that ball, just expect a yellow card. So cards will increase. Managerial cards will, but that doesn't really affect the market. Anyone who's not on the pitch doesn't isn't included on your cards markets generally. Um, but yeah, those are the things to watch out. The additional time is more time for everything to happen, but the cards in particular I'm really interested in because there's sure, sure to be a game or two this weekend 
where we see six, seven, eight cards. So definitely potential for a lad that's just finding the right game with the right referee. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Basit. What, what that says to me is just for a couple of system plays, really. Obviously, it's, it's week one, so what you might not be sure on taking certain sides. But if you wanted to do, I would think it's going to lead to more, like you say, more goals, um, more cards, but also more stuff late in game. So if you wanted to take just over two and a halves across the board, or you wanted to go over on the cards across the board, I think that's fine. Um, I think if you if you bet in play, so if you're a live better, if you get to 75 minutes and the game's still 1-1, I'd be happy to, to lay the draw. I'd be t- I'd be, you could take it on. There's going to be goals flying in the 97th, 98th minute. Um, so I think if, if you're alive better, like I say, even if a team's 1-0 down, don't be afraid of getting stuck in later on. Um, so I think it's definitely going to change. And there's a couple of markets as well, Bass. There's one of them that I've found. I'm going to call it out in one of the games later on, which is the total goal minutes market, um, where you add up, I don't know if you can bet this in America or not, you add up the minutes that the goals are scored in. So if there's three goals and they're scored in the 30th, 40th and 50th, you'd add up 30, 40 and 50. So the total would be 120. And you can sort of bet under 140, 140 to 160 inclusive or over 160. So sort of two two 85-minute goals, you get to 170, you hit the overs. So that's a market I'm really interested in because there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some late goals here. Um, we haven't addressed the chat section tonight. Who was first in? Serial was first in. Serial was the man on the uh, Cowboys uh, preview podcast last night with Sean and Ryan. Great effort, Serial. Well done, mate. Uh, Captain Insano in with a crocodile reference. Uh, crocodile Dundee gag. Uh, Slick Rick isn't dressed up enough. Um, and Bridge is asking, what the hell is Mal wearing? Well, Bridge, it's our 100th show. So I've dressed accordingly. I've got myself a little problem here, Baz, is I've got work tomorrow night. So I need the shirt clean. So if I spill tea on it, uh, I'm going to cause the IT department a right problem because she's going to have to get this clean tonight. So I will be careful. Um, right, you there? Or just some points of order, Baz, before we get stuck into the games as well. Um, some things we want to inaugurate, I think, um, for the for the new season. The first one is definitely the tit list. The tit list will be official uh, and binding. Now. I've got a couple of house rules, Baz, for the tit list. Maximum 10 names will go on the tit list. And once it's full, we don't have to fill it up now. We can fill it up as we go. Once we get to 10, if you want someone on, you're going to have to take someone off. Okay? So as it stands, there's no one on there now. We're going carte blanche for the new season. Everyone gets a free pass starting from now. Right? So the tit list. I'm still not sure about the arse... Past indiscrepancies is going to only be stuff that's happened. Past indiscrepancies. Now you're free. You've got a pass. Hall pass. You're you're in, you're good. Um, considering the arse sniffer of the week, uh, which is the bet that you go and sniff out of the back of uh, someone who's got drugs up the bum. And I also fancy the um, the one one of the week pass. Every week there's going to be a nailed on one all draw. And I can I'm good at them. You can sniff the drugs out of people's bums. I can sniff a one one from three quarters of a mile away. So. The one one of the week, uh, and there is one this week as well. So we need a jingle for that. That's um, that's your job for next week. Oh, on the grounds that you appear to be quite good at editing videos and stuff like that. Uh, right, let's go with the peaks. Oh, I think oh. uh, 
should should we just cover um because obviously we've just done the uh West Ham review. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of a lot of people won't have listened to that. Well, nobody will listen to it yet because it's not out. Um, just thought a bit of updated transfer business. We talked last night about the latest stuff with Kane and the latest stuff with Raya. Um, but obviously today West Ham have finally looked to sign someone. Harry Maguire has joined for thirty million, and James Ward-Prowse looks to be joining for another thirty million. Um, look to be two good signings. Bit late in the day for West Ham, uh, but yeah, they finally. Finally started to spend. And another one I've seen today is Ross Barkley's just signed for Luton on a free transfer. How old do you think Ross Barkley is, Malcolm? 28. 29 years old. Oh, that's not bad. His career ended early, didn't it? Well, not, it hasn't ended because he's just signed for Luton. He's a Premier League footballer, but... Yeah, he's not done anything for a long time, like... Um, so, yeah, a little bit of transfer business. Um... I mean, Serial's in the chat there. He's asking, he needs some guidance on his FPL team. If we've got time at the end of this, we will talk FPL um, and give a bit of FPL guidance. No bother. Um, check your uh, Slack messages, Baz, while I'll tell you about our Patreon. Um, you need to sign up for the Sports Gambling Patreon uh, to help us wage war. Against corporate gambling, the free contest, the NFL Win Tools contest is in there. It's got a $1,000 first place prize. Um, the season-long contest as well, just for the Patreons. Um, and the SGP Stories podcast is completely ad-free, full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. The Discord channel is a builder. Um, so what you need to do is sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, we're going to try and throw out the Women's World Cup quarterfinal picks as well, but... I mean, do we have to still pretend to be interested in that, Baz, now we've got Premier League back? Yeah, we'll stick it out there a little bit. Are you saying I'm quiet, Malcolm? Can you hear me any better now? Uh, quite similar, really. Mm. If anyone in the chat's uh, also struggling to hear me, let us know and I'll try and uh, sort it that It might out. just be me. It might be my headphones, my ears, or my general inability to work any kind of machinery. That's um, half in your head. It might be the silly hat as well. Heads covering me lungs. Never thought of that. <laughs> uh, Friday night, eight o'clock kickoff, three p.m. Eastern time. Burnley take on Manchester City. Burnley are seven to one. The draw is five to one. Manchester City are one to three minus three hundred. Um, this is a really good first game to kick off the season. This is what you want in a first game. You want a promoted team at home. Everyone dead excited, um, taking on one of the big boys. And that's exactly what you're going to get here. Um, Burnley are going to be loads of fun to watch this season. They'll uh, they'll play the right way. Obviously, Vincent Company is their manager. Vincent Company who spent years under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City, was the, was the captain of Manchester City um, when they won league titles and cups and all sorts. So Burnley very much will play in the Manchester City way. Uh, they're going to score goals. They'll try and get at City here. There's no way they're just going to sit in um, and and just try and play for a nil-nil or whatever. It's pointless. Um, there's nothing new in the way Manchester City will approach the game. Um, that's just how they how they go. Um, first day is typically slippery. Um, you never know. There's always a shock somewhere. Um, just trying to find it. Turf Moor will be absolutely bouncing on Friday night. Burnley 
are going to have a right good go. City are obviously very worthy favourites, a three to one on, um, and they will probably win. But Burnley can compete with them, and on the back of a rip roaring start behind the crowd, I do like both teams to score. I think Burnley can get a goal, but I'm going to go a little bit bigger than that, Buzz. I'm going to bet Burnley to score first is one hundred to thirty. Burlington Bertie plus 333. I reckon Burnley, seven minutes in. Max, what's his name? Jordan Bayer, header from a corner. Bosch, 1 0. Man City will probably win 2 1, but I reckon Burnley can score first, Baz. They might score first, but uh, whether that leads to a win is, is another matter. I think it, it is a hard one. It is first game of the season, and we don't know exactly it, how things will land. I, as I say, the one that springs to my mind is Brentford coming up from the Championship two seasons ago playing against Arsenal at home on the Friday night game and beating Arsenal 2-0 that, that still stands out to me um, I've had a little look at City and how they've done on the first day of the season for the last few years see if there was any trends of them being slower out of the blocks or anything like that um, as I think Burnley will probably need City not to be at their best if they're going to get anything I mean we did speak we spoke to Nathan a Burnley correspondent of ours um, on the from the Turfcast podcast, he said Burnley have got history of always beating the team who won the title the year before. Um, if they're going to do it, surely it's got to be here and now. Um, I'm not convinced. Last year, City won 2-0 away to West Ham. The year before that, they lost away to Spurs 1-0. Before that, 3-1 away win against Wolves. And before that, 5-0 away win against West Ham. So they start away from home every bloody year by the looks of it. Uh, they've won three of the last four. And those three wins all came by two goals or more. So they're usually getting the job done and they're usually covering the handicap in their opening fixture over the last few years. So I'm going to be a little bit boring here to start off with, but it's City to win by two or more. Serial's already put in the chat. He's locked that in. I know Moonaf messaged you the other day saying, what am I missing here with City minus 1.5? I don't mind it. I'm not going big stakes at it because it is the first game. And I think that stands for all of my picks this week, really. It's a really a weekend for sort of feeling your way into it. And I'm, you know, be much more excited next weekend when we've got a little bit of football to rely upon in terms of form and things like that. But yeah, City to win by two or more at 10 to 11, minus 110 for me, Melvin. I'm not sitting in a cowboy hat to pick Manchester City on the handicap bars. I'm just not buying it. Um, Saturday, we have the early kickoff, which is 12.30 lunchtime, uh, 7.30 Eastern time between Arsenal and Nottingham Forest. Arsenal are 2-11, uh, minus 5.55. The draw is 6-1. Nottingham Forest are 12-1, Baz. Big price. Uh, lead us off with Arsenal Forest. Yeah. Um, the head-to-head form is interesting in this one. Forest have won the last two at their place by one goal to nil. Arsenal have won each of the last two at the Emirates, 5-0 each time. Uh, so a 10-0 aggregate over the last two games. So Arsenal seem to have the measure of them at the Emirates. Uh, I did read talk that Awani, Awani, <laughs> I can never get that one right. You struggled with that, haven't you? Um, he might be missing for Forest. Arsenal looked to be pretty much full strength other than Jesus, who's out for a few more weeks. Um, Arsenal at home were averaging 2.8 goals per game. And Forest were conceding around 2.4 goals per game away from home. Bigger problem for Forest was their inability to score. They only scored 11 goals away from season all home, um, all season. Sorry. Um, so my 
first thought here was Arsenal to score three or more, given their home form against Forest. It's a little short, though, at 8 to 11. I, th- I thought I'd get a slightly bigger price than that. So I'm going to go to the handicap instead. With Forest struggling to score on the road, generally, I'm going to take Arsenal minus two on the Asian handicap at 10 to 11, minus 110. I think Arsenal will win this one, probably win it 3 0. 3 0 is up at a price at 7 to 1 for Arsenal to beat uh, Forest 3 0. Uh, but the pick for me is the Asian handicap, uh, Arsenal minus two at 10 to 11. So that's a push if Arsenal win by two goals. We need them to win by three or more. This is quite a bad start, Baz, for us agreeing on stuff, uh, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think this is going to be tighter and I think Forrest are going to score. So I don't think they're going to win 3-0 at all. Um, Arsenal are primed for another very good season. There's no reason why they won't be. Um, this is a nice home fixture as well on the face of it. Um, Forrest, I mean, they're 12-1 for a reason. They were uh, one of the bottom kind of third teams last year. And they, you say they were terrible, absolutely terrible away from home. Um, uh, Arsenal had over three and a half goals in 53% of their games. I thought that might be a decent price, but it's the bookies have got it absolutely spot on. It's 21 to 20 plus 105. Um, so it might hit, but there's no huge value in it. Um but I do think Forrest are just going to be a little bit better and a little bit more attacking. If they've kept all the Brennan Johnson for the time being, um, they've picked up, uh, obviously, Morgan Gibbs White is in great form. I think Forrest will score. Um, so you could still cash. But both teams to score is a price of even money. This is my smallest price pick of the entire card. But um, both teams to score plus 100 even money in Arsenal against Forrest. Well, you move across to the. Three o'clock kickoffs. There are one, two, three, four. Three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the first of which is Bournemouth against West Ham. Bournemouth are seventeen to ten, plus one seventy. The draw is twelve to five, plus two forty. West Ham fourteen to nine, plus one fifty-five. Bournemouth under new management. Uh, Iriola is the man there. Um, his philosophy is to actively encourage chaos. That's his thing. He loves chaos. He's all for it, but. Um, West Ham have had a better day today. Uh, I mean, even things have just changed in the last hour or so. They've signed Harry Maguire earlier on. They've signed James Ward-Prowse from Southampton. This is really, really close on the books. You say plus 170 takes on plus 155. Um, I want to see Bournemouth first. I would want to be. T- I can't take a side in this one because I've got no idea what Bournemouth are going to do. Um, not being keen on West Ham, this just looks like a draw, doesn't it, Baz? 12-5 to 5, plus 240. And I'll go further than that, Baz. This is the 1-1 one, one of the week. 6-1, to one, uh, Bournemouth 1, West Ham United 1. It's going to have to be uh, 0-0 at half-time in that case, Malcolm. Uh, just <laughs> ah. before I start, we've got 11 people in the chat now. Numbers are creeping up as, as the season's starting. We've only got three people have hit the thumbs up. There must be uh, oh, more people enjoying bastards, it. Baz. So I'm just going to shame you again. It takes two seconds. Make sure you do it before you leave. <laughs> Thank you. Um... Yeah, West Ham won both fixtures between these teams last season. 4-0 away from home and 2-0 at home. I'm interested to see how Bournemouth start the season under Iriola. You know, we all led to believe, as you say, there'll be a lot of chaos. They'll play very much on the front foot, pressing high up the pitch. And as I said in the Bournemouth preview, the only question mark for me is, is whether he's got the personnel for all of this chaos that he wants to bring. But it could be fun to watch, so it'll be interesting. Bit of a watching brief for Bournemouth. I agree, I don't really fancy much on the... Money line, I don't. 
have any strong feelings towards either side on that market. I mean, what Iriola does need to fix is the defensive frailties. They conceded 71 goals last season. Um, and I think this could be a game with goals in it. The, both teams to score was my first thought because Bournemouth always concede and we're, we're led to believe they're going to be a bit more attacking and a bit more adventurous going forward. But it's a little bit short, 7-10. to 10. So I am going for two or more second-half goals. I think it's an angle worth looking at in these first few weeks. Uh, I mentioned earlier about the new addition of time. We're going to have lots more time in, the ex- in, in injury time. First half injury time is going to be four or five minutes every week and second half could easily be 10, 11, 12 minutes in some of these games. And if we're suddenly looking at an extra seven or eight minutes in the second half over what we're used to, then second half angles appeal to me. So I'm I'm interested in looking at second half bets for things like cards, corners um, and goals. Getting, Getting on things in play, like you said, is another thing. So... It's a little sort of dip me foot in the water for that approach. Um, so I'm going to go with over 1.5 second half goals in this game at even money plus 100. Nice, Baz. Uh, continue the three o'clocks with Brighton and Hove Albion against Luton Town. Brighton are three to ten, uh, minus 300, or one to three, sorry, minus 300. The draw is nine to two, and Luton are 17 to two, plus 850. Uh, Baz, teed up for a home win, but Luton are going to be fun, I hope. Um, Hopefully. Um, I mean, it's a tricky start for them. They've got a way to Brighton, and then we know their second game has been postponed because their home ground is not ready yet. Uh, We we expect they're going to have a tough battle staying up, but I think both of us think they might be able to edge it and, and be able to... Spring a few surprises along the way, but I think that will be relying on the home fixtures and, and I don't really see them coming away with anything from this one, I'm afraid. I mean, Brighton have averaged a couple of goals a game at home last season. You can get them on the handicap to win by two or more here at close to evens and I'm, I'm not averse to that pick at all. But I really wanted to get involved in a cards bet somewhere on this slate. And okay. Again, due to what we mentioned, this clampdown, let's just test the water somewhere. Uh, and I think this could be a, a, a game to, to pick. We're expecting more time than we're expecting to clamp down. I'm looking for Luton to try and be physical in this game and impose themselves on Brighton early on. And I, th- I just think one of these games this weekend is going to see a hat full of cards. And this by- might be the one. Over four and a half cards for me at 10 to 11 minus 110. I think even if Luton go behind, they're not just going to lie down. They- they'll want to show that they aren't just going to be an easy game every week and they'll still get stuck in and make a fight of it. Um, so hopefully, a bit of a physical game and a uh, yeah, few daft yellow cards from referees that are clamping down on things. So pick for me, Brighton, Luton over 4.5 cards, 10 to 11. Rather. I thought you were going to crack out your first ladder there, Baz. Um, yeah, we... I just added that to my list. Baz's ladders was a popular feature, so that'll be, uh, as well as 1-1 one, one of the week, we'll try and get Baz's ladders out whenever it's appropriate. This should be a fascinating game. It's going to be a real clash of styles. Brighton playing uber football. Um, just want 100 touches in their own six-yard box before they're allowed out. Luton will do the exact opposite. They've got a load of big lads and they'll just mash it forwards, which is great. Um, Brighton, I think they're capable of absolutely anything. There will be more streaks. Uh, they've been wild in pre-season, defensive madness. I think Luton will pose a genuine threat here. I'm going to take goals, Baz, because just to give us a couple of options, um, one of which is that I think Luton can contribute. 
Um, even if they get beat, maybe 3-1. So the, the pick's going to be over three and a half goals at 13-8, to eight, plus 162. Um, Brighton might get there by themselves as well. That's the thing. They could do it all by themselves. So we've got a couple of ways of reaching four goals. However, talking about dipping your toe in the water, Buzz, harking back to that total goal minutes pick that I saw, uh, that I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, over 160 goal minutes is five to four, plus 120. So we're going to add them all up, Baz. You're saying, now I'm guessing, Baz, with this, 90 plus will be 90. Would you say? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, the score in the yes, 97th I, minute, I, I, it'll I count as 90. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. The one scored is 97. Um, so yeah, plus 160. So if, if I'm getting four goals, that's an average of 40 minutes per goal for a start. So you might get, you say, you get 20, 40, 60, 80, but just some late goals. Like, I think we can see you know, you, what you want to hear is a 72, a 75, and an 88 kind of thing. Um, so I think there's going to be plenty of goals, but by the time we add them all up, we'll get over 160 minutes. But the main pick is over three and a half goals at 13 to 8, plus 162. Uh, I'll tell you about uh, our new sponsor, Parley Play. Um, I'll just wait for this page to load, then I'll tell you about it. Parley Play, um, it's a great way to get down on your favourite Parley to player props. Football season's right around the corner. Paul play will have all your favourite props. Um, it's available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, uh, Paul play is available in a lot of Canadian provinces too. Um, Paul play I like this week, is a goal scorer double on uh, Marcus Rashford and Anthony Gordon. Uh, might have made that up. Uh, Parley, uh, head to parlayplay.io, use the promo code SGP. For 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. Three o'clock's continue with Everton against Fulham. Everton 5-4. to four. The draw is 12-5, to five, plus 240. And Fulham are 23-10, to 10, plus 230. I was dying to fade Everton. And I probably would... Well, I would definitely have faded them against most teams in the league. Um, this was one of the ones that just had a few question marks because uh, you've still got the Mitrovic, Willian, Silva situation kind of hanging around over Fulham. Having said that, Fulham did play well in America in the games I watched. Um, they're kind of fun and a vibrant team. I think the under two and a half goals is live. We've talked up a lot of goals in this. Yeah, but I think the under two and a half is live. It's just that Everton can't score any. Uh, and... I think uh, Fulham are light up top as well, missing Mitrovic. He's claiming he's never going to play again. But I need to stick to my guns, Baz. I need to fade Everton. Uh, I'm going to take Fulham to win uh, 23 to 10 plus 230. Yeah, so I mean, the, the concern with Everton is very much where are the goals coming from. We know Calvert Lewin won't be fit, ready to start the season. And as you see on the other side, Mitrovic has only played 20 minutes in pre season. Uh, and made a strong case that he wants to get it get out of there. So it remains to be seen whether he will start this weekend. And as I said, question marks around a few others. Um, I, I looked at Everton's last four friendlies, and I know we don't put a huge amount of weight on the friendly stuff, but Everton's last four results before the season comes around, 1-0, 1-0, 0-0, 1-0. It's exactly what we're going to be expecting every week from Everton games, I think. When Dyche first came in, Everton, his trademark was grinding out those 1-0 wins at home. Three of his first five games were 1-0 wins. 
Um, all five of those game, first five games at home were under 2.5. So for me, under 2.5 at 10 to 11, seems to be the same price as every pick I've took tonight is around 10 to 11. Um, but yeah, the under 2.5 goals, so Everton v Fulham, under 2.5 at 10 to 11, minus 110. Looks a fair price, that's the pick for me. Uh, the final three o'clock is Sheffield United hosting Crystal Palace. Sheffield United are two to one. The draw is twenty three to ten plus two thirty. Palace eleven to eight plus one thirty seven. Bass. Yeah, so I'd love to be able to say I fancy Sheffield United to get some in here on the opening day, but I'm just not sure how you can back them at this point when they seem to be in such a mess. Uh, we done a Sheffield United show a couple of nights ago. We got a bit of a feedback from from a Sheffield United fan on YouTube. Yeah, he, he wasn't happy, was he? Uh, he wasn't happy. <laughs> he said we were typical Premier League fans who knew nothing about the teams coming up. And in our defence, Malcolm, we have. Is that what we kind of said, though? Yeah, that's exactly what what we've said about these, and that's why we try to get yeah. guests on for those teams. So he had a fair point. Um, he did question if the Saudi money had got to our head as a pair of Geordies. But anyway, I did invite him onto the show uh, to give us the inside track um, for various reasons. He couldn't take us up on that, but he appreciated the response. Um, he did say they are in turmoil and Dye and Burge were the best two players. Uh, they've gone. And they also lost Doyle and McAtee, who were on loan from City. They, they were two of the best players last season. I think his final words were, we're doomed. Um, <laughs> That's so, what we said. Was he uh, I, did, I thought it was about the same as what we said. Oh. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Means more. Coming yeah, from definitely. Thanks for getting in touch and from us too. So, uh, as I say, appreciate him listening and giving us some feedback. Always welcome. But but I think they are doomed as it stands at the moment. They have definitely weakened since last season. Um, it's just. A, I mean, it's another. It's a difficult game on form because I'm not sure about how Palace are going to go this year. Um, but I think a plus money here, it has to be the pick. So I'm just taking the team Palace with the experience over a team that appear to be in a bit of disarray. So a Palace to win at 11 to 8, minus uh, plus 137. Yeah, yeah, Palace to beat Sheffield United. Uh, exactly the same pick, Baz. I think if this game is in six weeks' time, Palace might be four to five or something. I think you've got to jump on these prices early before... Sheffield United demonstrate just how poor they're going to be this year. Um, really hard to find any positives, unfortunately. Um, and even you say a home game first up doesn't inspire confidence. If you if you want the big shock, I think you have to look elsewhere. Um, Palace are going to be low at the mid table, but uh, they signed the the Brazilian lad Marsa today. Interesting. Um, he's probably not going to be ready or certainly fully matched for it for another three or four weeks. But they've got enough with Eze. Uh, they're very experienced. They, they, they'll keep it clean sheet. They might, they might even just nick this. A horrible one nil. But Palace are definitely um, the value for money here. Eleven to eight plus one thirty-seven. Saturday tea time um, is a five thirty kickoff. That is twelve thirty Eastern time between Newcastle and Aston Villa. Newcastle are three to four minus one thirty-three. The draw is thirteen to five plus two sixty, and Aston Villa are fifteen to four plus. 375. Expecting really good seasons from both teams here. Yeah? I've got Newcastle can go as high as second, I think. Uh, Villa can finish as high as fourth, maybe fifth. Both have got uh, some new signings to introduce. Um, really good looking players. Remains to be seen who's going to start, I think. We've tried, I've tried to guess my Newcastle lineup. And from what Eddie has traditionally done is 
he always bends these players in a little bit more slowly. Uh, Bruno had to wait his, his time last year. Botman did the same. So I don't think Tonali or Harvey Barnes will start. Um, I think we'll see his tried and tested method. Um, same with Villa. I think DRB will probably get a game where the centre-back will get a game as well, Torres. But yeah, Villa are expecting great things. Villa put down a really good market in April when they battered Newcastle 3-0 at Villa Park. Um, really, we never got a kick of the ball. And that's Newcastle were in good form as well before going into that game. Um, there's nothing much between these two teams, Baz, at all. There's not going to be much between them all season, I don't think. So at the prices, 3-4 to four or 15-4, to four, it's more of a... this. Is a toss of a coin, I think. You're giving me 15 to 4 about tails. Um, yeah, you've got to take it. Give me Aston Villa, Baz. 15 to 4 plus 375. I knew you'd take that. Absolutely yep. knew it. Um, I'm a good judge. That's why. I think it is an intriguing game, this one. We, we think Newcastle will go well this year. We're also expecting, expecting an uptick from Villa this year. And as you say, last, meet, last season's meeting at St. James's, 4 0 Newcastle at Villa Park, 3 0 Villa. Um, on the money line, I've wrote down exactly. Say, I think Newcastle are just too short. Uh, Villa are definitely great value at fifteen four plus three seven five. Um, but if you think I'm taking Newcastle to lose on the first week of our pick show, <laughs> you'd be wrong. Um, but I don't mind your pick purely from a value point of view. I, I get it; it, it makes sense. I mean, um, I'm just I'm thinking gonna... of the punters, aren't I? Just thinking of yeah, the listeners, Baz. You I know, the kids. Uh, kids need shoes. I mean, I'm going to dip my toe back into the corners market to start the season as we ended it. Again, it's not very creative, um, but I'm taking a bit of a tentative approach to this week's uh, first week of action. So until we've got some meaningful form to go off, I'll, I'll crack on with that. And again, thinking of the extra time. So it's another one where I just want to test the water in terms of how much extra time we get and, and how that will affect things. So we should be looking at an extra sort of 10 minutes in a game. That's an extra corner or two every week, hopefully. Uh, the corners line for the match, so this is match corners rather than Newcastle corners, is uh, at five to six, minus 120 for over 10.5 corners. So I'm taking the match corners here. Um, I think Aston Villa will carry plenty of threat themselves and contribute just as much. And we know Newcastle are always good for corners. And and it is a, a bit of a busted ladder, this one, Malcolm. I'm taking the over 10.5. And then I'm going to skip the over 11.5 and jump to 12.5. So over 12.5 corners is 9 to 4, uh, plus 225. And then I'm going to skip a rung again and go for the over 14 and a half corners. That's at 9 to 2, plus 450. <laughs> so we get to 11. That's the pick. Newcastle v Villa, over 10.5 corners at 10 to 11. And then we'll start cashing every second corner from there on in. Baz's weird broken ladders. We didn't. That's busted a new feature. Ladder, I didn't yeah. expect a debut tonight. The busted ladder. All right, go on then. Um, move on to Sunday. Uh, two games on Sunday. Two p.m. Um, nine a.m. Is that 10-11-12-1-2. Yeah, nine a.m. Kickoff um, is Brentford against Tottenham Hotspur. Brentford are fifteen to eight plus one eighty-seven. The draw is twelve to five plus two forty. Tottenham eleven to eight. Plus 137. Interesting one, this, Baz. Tricky, I thought. Yeah, I mean, my first instinct, without looking at any prices, I'd marked up both teams to score. But I didn't yeah. expect it to be quite as low as 4-7, to seven, far too short 
Um, so I've swerved that one. I do want to see Postacog lose Spurs and see exactly how they set up. I still think they're going to struggle defensively. I don't think they've fixed those problems yet. Um, and particularly if we're going to see this more attacking style that we're expecting from Postacoglu, I think they could just leave themselves a bit vulnerable at the back at times. Did you see the video that was going around Twitter last night of Tottenham fans were getting a bit excited in a friendly game? Um, they were knocking it around at the back. Keeper, right back, centre back, yeah. left back. No, About 10 passes that, eventually no. broke out and got up the other end. And, and it was a good move and I'm fairly certain it resulted in a goal. But it just looked like a recipe for disaster to me. Like the amount of ten passes in their own box with yeah. team pressing them right on the um on the edge of the box. I just didn't like the look of it. I think there could be carnage in store uh, if they're playing like that every week. Um and I know one of our listeners, Aaron, had commented is that probably how I've come across the video. He went, Oh, I hope they don't come and play like that at St. James's, that would be terrible. <laughs> um so I'm going to take Brentford goals here because I still don't think the Spurs' problems are fixed. Uh, certainly not at the back. Brentford to score two or more goals at 5-4, to four, plus 125 is the pick for me. Uh, Spurs may well score two or three. They might win this game. We still don't know if Kane's starting. We just don't know if he's still going to be there. Uh, and that makes it harder to pick. So I'm just going to take the Brentford side of it because we know what defence will be out roughly. Uh, we've got a new listener in the chat there, someone called Moonaf Manji, I think. Uh, he's uh, obviously a big Newcastle fan. He's got Newcastle to win the Prima League. His spelling's terrible, uh, but he thinks Newcastle are going to win. Hello, Moonaf. Nice to have you on board. We've got a message from uh, at the top of the show congratulating us on our 100th show from a quite a good-looking fella. Uh, looked a bit like you, Moonaf. Now, welcome. Join us. Um, yeah, this was interesting, Basil. It was tricky. Brentford, obviously, with missing Tony. Now they're missing Raya. The goalkeeper doesn't look like he could keep chickens in uh, in pre-season. Um, they have looked all right in pre-season. They're wide open for uh, Brentford again. Goals at both ends. And the key to handicapping Spurs here is, A, how they react to the Harry Kane situation. If they react fine to that, I've still got no idea, no idea how they're going to play. Uh, like you've just said, it's, it could be absolutely anything. So picking a side was risky. Goals, looks the safest option, Baz. You are absolutely right. Um, I'm going early, Baz. First half goals. There were both teams to score in the first half. Three to one. Uh, it's my pick. I like that. I think this just could be chaos. Absolute bedlam. Uh, so we take the first half goals. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, what are Captain Sano saying? His support's up for sale. The, the Saudi money. Get the oil money, uh, Baz. <laughs> send, send Captain Sano some of that Captain oil Sino money. Sano has no team. Uh, I don't mind that though. We, we've talked about this on the MLB show, Captain. Where I like having no American team because it means I can just do this. I can play fantasy and I can make picks, and I don't have all the baggage that goes with it. I reckon you're better off just watching the Prem without the team uh, or pick Newcastle. Is the other thing. Four uh, thirty kickoff, um, eleven thirty a.m. between Chelsea and Liverpool. This is Moon I've seen. This is must be why he's here. Chelsea are nineteen to ten. Uh, plus 190. The draw is 12 to 5, plus 240. And Liverpool are 11 to 8, plus 137. Not sure what to expect from either team here. Really tricky game. One of the trickiest games on the card to handicap. Um, Chelsea will eventually be better. Um, 
They've got a whole load of new players again to bed in. They've got a new manager whose job it is uh, to bed them in. They've already lost Unkunku, who's their big hope really to score goals because they haven't got a forward still. They haven't got a striker. Um, Jackson's a striker. Is yeah, he's all right. He's not. He wouldn't be first choice. So I think he was probably signed as one for the future. Um, but similar applies to Liverpool. Um, they've lost key players as well. Haven't they've added McAllister, Jobalai, we don't know about. It's, it's kind of a classic first day of the season thing. My reading of it is Maurizio Pochettino will be very conscious of making a good start here um, and not getting beat. And I think he's, he's capable of that as well. He's going to set these up just to not go too mad early in the season. Um, Chelsea Liverpool bars both games last season. What was the score? Nil nil is the correct answer. Well done, you know. Um, therefore, I don't see why this is going to be any different. I think Pochettino will take that. I think he'll be happy to sit in. Um, under two and a half goals is five to four, Baz. Um, it's a big price because I think everyone's just expecting, you look at Liverpool, you look at Chelsea, you look at all the players, everyone just thinks goals, goals, goals. Um, and they probably thought that last year before two nil-nil draws. Um, so yeah, under two and a half, five to four, plus 120. Yeah, I've gone with the same pick, Mal, and it was for the similar similar reasons. I think, from memory, I seem to remember getting my fingers burnt with this game last yep. season when it finished nil-nil. And it wasn't the first nil-nil. They finished nil-nil in both games, as you say. But before that last season, there was um, a nil-nil in the FA Cup final. When yep, the penalties. Penals. There was a nil-nil in the EFL Cup final, went to penalties. So, four in a row now, Liverpool-Chelsea, nil-nils. Um, that's a big record, isn't it? And the under two over two point five is a short price. So same bet for me, Margam. Under two point five yes. goals. Yeah, Barry, Barry, Barry. That could be Baz, the arse sniffer of the week. Uh, finally, Monday night will round us off with an eight o'clock kickoff, uh, three p.m. Eastern time. Manchester United take on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Man United are minus three thirty-three. Uh, they're 100 to 30 on the draws 9 to 2 plus 450 Wolves are 8 to 1 Wolves an absolute turmoil bars new manager already <laughs> new manager two days before the start of the season that's just what you want Gary O'Neill who guided Bournemouth to safety last year takes over at Molyneux um, and they haven't got an easy start at Manchester United Baz yeah I mean it's not the greatest of preparation is it losing their manager so close to the start of the season um, pretty terrible. Um, Wolves were the lowest scoring team in the league last season. 31 goals they scored. We think they've got worse this year um, with the loss of Neves. Um, they only scored 12 of those goals away from home. Failed to score in 47% of games away from home. Man United, on the other hand, at home, only conceded 10 at Old Trafford last season and won to nil 47% of games. So anything over plus money for Man United to win nil. Looks good to me. Um, Wolves fail to score in half the games. Man United keep a clean sheet in half the games. And I'm getting six to five plus 125. So that's a pick for me. Man United to win to nil. Um, it was a regular pick on the show last year when Man United were at home. And it's going to be the same pick again for me this year. Um, it just looks an obvious play. Wolves are going to struggle. Uh, we started off this show, Baz. We were zigging and zagging. We were all over the place. We were meandering. Uh, we were twisting and turning like a twisty turny thing. However, two become one, Baz, in the last few picks here. The exact same play. 
sometimes when I'm on the baseball show, I let my instinct for the first bet. I think, what do I think here? And then I have a quick look around to see if I need to change my instinct. And I didn't. My instinct here, yeah, this was the template game, wasn't it? The system play last year. Man United at home, dog shit opposition. Um, Manchester United win to nil. And then I had a little sniff around and thought, do I need to look any deeper into this? The answer is no. Um, same play, Baz. Manchester United to win to nil. Um, I wrote it down at five to four plus 120, but I'll take the after extra five points if you're giving me six to five. Um, and there we go, Baz. So... I couldn't even remember how we ended the show, how we ended the picks last time, but apparently we, we, we do a dog, we do an Ake, and we do an anytime scorer. You reminded me of this. So uh, what have you got? What have I got? I've done a terrible job on the banners today, Malcolm. I just realised that... Yeah, Newcastle v Villa's been up for about 20 minutes. Yeah, well, I missed the first five games. I didn't put any of them ones up. <laughs> and Newcastle came, and I put Newcastle Villa banner up for the next four games. Um, and God, I've everything, Buzz. Uh, but Munaf's got a point. He said everyone should be smashing that like button. That's uh, the second time people have had to be told to I'll do tell that. Tell you else has got a point. Mafia will reunite has got a point because he's a big fan of the uh, the national dress here. You're going yes. to take Newcastle v Villa down now you've said that. You're just leaving it up there. Is, is it still there? I thought it is. still gone. there, yeah. Once you hide this thing. Look. Oh, yeah. See what, see what you mean, yeah. <laughs> Mate, anyway, tell moving us on to the picks. You- Look, we've got 14 people in the chat now watching me mess around with banners. Oh, yeah. Right, we're going to Shambles. kick off with a score, Amalgam. Um, if he starts, Harry Kane, 11 to 10. Oh, fucking hell. Absolute no-brainer. He, at home, he scores more than one a game, one every other game. Um, so a plus money, 11 to 10. Give me Harry Kane. Um, keep going, Baz. I want everything. I want your dog. You want your the whole lot? Um, yep. the, dog, the dog was a hard one um, well it wasn't it was just hard morally for me to do it but the underdog pick has to be Aston Villa um, they're available at 4-1 to beat Newcastle I hope I'm wrong but the value is, is what stands out they are they are a big price for what looks to be a good a good match so uh, I'm certain Villa fans will fancy that price and, and it just looks too too good so I don't like it Malgam. I'm not happy with myself but the underdog pick is Aston Villa. It's fine. And finally, yeah, my um, accumulator pick is a goals team goals pick. These are these are the trebles that did me well last year. So going back to the back to the bread and butter, it's uh, Brighton to score two or more goals. Um, Arsenal to score three or more, and Man United to score two or more. And now. I can't remember what price it is. So you crack on and I'll tell you exactly what price mine is. <laughs> two, three, or two. I'm writing yours down, Harry Kidd. You've picked, Baz, every pick that you just picked all last season. This could be like some sort of deep fake AI. Someone's just clipped together a whole lot of your shit from last season and just trundled it back out. People haven't come here for the 100th show to listen to you go on like that. Um, <laughs> my underdog is going to be Fulham away at Everton. Um, I just can't have it. And they're circling the drain, Baz. Um, they're in for a horrible season and it's going to start on Saturday. Fulham to win is plus 230, 23 to 10. Uh, my accumulator is at over two and a half goals on Brighton against Luton, Newcastle against Villa and Brentford against Tottenham. Doesn't pay much, but it's not going to get you rich. That's plus 356, round about seven to two. Um, for my goal scorer, Baz, this is going to fly in the face of everything that I see. It's one of my shite players who's going to score, and it's Kai Havertz. Um, 
it's just opportunity, Buzz. Um, Arsenal, you fancy them? The, 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 I mean, the short favourites, the two to eleven home favourites. He will be standing up front. I mean, he got two glorious chances against Manchester City at the weekend. Was unable to kick them in the goal, um, but he's just going to be hanging around the six-yard box as that ball fizzes around for ninety minutes against Forest. He's nine to two to score first and last. He's five to four to score at any time. Um, it might be his only goal till November, but Saturday is a really good chance for him to get one. Um, yeah, so that's me done, Baz. Did you find your ACA price? Uh, yeah, it's only five to two. It's a short one as well. But uh, as I say, we'll get better next week. We'll have some some more ambitious stuff next week, Morgan. It was that's a, fine. A, Baz, we just need it was a tricky week. Um, yeah. It is very much just getting a just dabbling a little bit, getting a bit of a feel for it. Um, and we'll have a lot more to go off next week, having watched everyone play their full-strength teams and seeing exactly how they go. Yeah, it was. I mean, every one of my picks was plus money, even though... And that wasn't intentional. If there'd been something there at five to six, four to five, I would have taken it. Um, but there is value, certainly, open it. Yeah, I think bets like Crystal Palace, bets like these goal minutes, um, on a different week, they're going to be... They would be shorter than they were this week, so... Um, yeah, let's just get some winners on the board, Baz. We'll build a bit of confidence uh, and we can move into next week. Um, we're going to crack on, Baz, and give some uh, the Women's World Cup picks out very, very quickly because it's quarter-final time. Uh, the games will be played over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, or is it Friday and Saturday? Uh, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Friday, Friday, Saturday will be the Women's World Cup. Um, so we're in the quarter-finals and I've quickly wrote down uh, four picks uh, for those bars, um, we'll go through them. The Friday games are Spain against Netherlands. Um, and I just think you know, Netherlands look value. Netherlands are 72 plus 350 dogs. Spain have been really wobbly. Netherlands have overcome every hurdle that's been put in front of them so far. Uh, so I fancy the Netherlands in that one. Too big a price. They should be closer together. Uh, what's your pick in that, Buzz? I've got both teams to score at evens. Okay, that's fair enough. We can both win. Um, no surprise here for my next one. Japan have been outstanding. Japan take on Sweden. Uh, they've been the best team in this tournament. Uh, they get better and better. I love the way they play as well. Really odd thing to say, but the way they play seems to suit like women's football a little bit better. It's not relying on pace, power. Sorry, they're quite quick, but it's not, it's not a. They're not powerful. Um, they knock it around and they've got this lovely little way of playing a through ball and getting a striker one-on-one with the keeper and just slot it into the corner. They're not trying to drill one from the edge of the box, which they've been they're incapable of doing. Uh, I think just it suits the way Japan plays, being outstanding. Uh, and plus money again for the second time. Uh, I'll take Japan, Bas. Yeah, I've got Japan on the money line as well at 5-4. to four. I think it's a great price given how they've played so far. On the uh, Saturday morning, Australia against France. Um France have steamrolled a few weaker teams, um, but Australia have been quite competitive. Um, on home turf, I don't think they'll go down without a fight here. Um, both teams to score, Baz, even money. I've gone for France on the money line. Um, I think it's price of 11 to 10, plus 110. I yeah. just think they're, they're getting a bit stronger as the tournament's going on. They have got goals in them. And I think this Australia team are, are vulnerable when they come up against a decent side. I think that'll be the end of this Australia team. So France will beat Australia at 11-10. Uh, this next one, Baz, I absolutely love and can uh, see a ladder coming out of it. England taking on 
Colombia on Sunday morning. The yellow card line bars is set at two and a half. Um, now, obviously, England let themselves down disciplinary-wise the other day when Lauren James got sent off. Um, but we said before the game, Colombia have the opportunity um, just to go mental. Uh, Colombia can be quite fractious, uh, can get amongst it. This is a knockout game. Uh, there's going to be extra minutes, as you said. Um, this could kick off both teams. I reckon we could take a load of cards. You get five or six, maybe over two and a half. It's plus money, Baz. Uh, 11 to 10. It's, um, yeah, massive price. I'll take the cards. I prefer yours to mine. I've gone for the over two and a half, which is a bit of a a wild one, really, given the form of the two sides. I just think England have looked vulnerable against Denmark. They look vulnerable against Haiti and Nigeria. Really fortunate to have only conceded once in those games. Um, and I think Colombia can score uh, and therefore England are really going to have to up their game. I think over two and a half at six to four, the price looks okay. Um, I just think Colombia can score here and England might pull their finger out, win this 2-1 or something. But I do like your cards angle. Definitely um, keen on that. I will be having a look. Yes, pivot. I don't know. I, I expected it to be three and a half as a baseline. Certainly not two and a half. Um, so there you go. There's the Women's Real Cup. Um, FPL, Baz, what do you want to do here? I'll, I'll tell you about the Listener League first and you can decide what we want to do because uh, time rolls on. We've nearly hit the hour. Um, you've got a couple more days to get involved in the Listener League, um, which is hosted on PremierLeague.com. Um, we've, we put out an idiot's guide a few weeks ago. Uh, we did a... We did a show with Ewan from Roto Baller. Uh, so if you're not sure how to play, listen up to there. Um, and get the Discord channel as well. Um, ask any questions or come and find us wherever you, wherever you uh, Twitter or whatever. Uh, we'll keep you right. The, the league code to play. We've got some money. We've got some merch. We've got the Egg in a Cup Cup up for grabs. Um, the league code is C-V-V-Q-A-B. That is Carlisle, Valencia, Valencia, Queens, Accrington, Bolton, uh, that was Queen Sport Rangers, but CVV QAB, go and enter. Um, do you want to quickly run us through your team, Baz, or what do you want to do? Uh, have you got your team set up there? I've got mine right in front of us, yeah. What What you got? Let us know yours first. Right, I'm rocking the two four million pound goalkeepers because they're cheap. I want to spend my money elsewhere, and they might get a game. Which is Turner from Forest, the American lad. He was just signed from Arsenal, and Ariola, who's currently the West Ham number two, might get a game. Uh, Gabriel from Arsenal. Uh, Jordan Bayer from Burnley, who our Burnley correspondent put us on to. John Stones, Luke Shaw and Sven Botman will complete my back five. Across the middle, I have Bakayo Saka, Eberichi Eze, uh, Phil Foden, Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford, my guy. And up front, João Pedro is my cheap one. Darwin Nunes, because I love him. And Erling Haaland, because if you haven't got him in your team, you're not winning the league, pass. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> My my team will change a lot. I, I've got a, a team lineup at the moment, but it's very much not been tinkered with that much since we started. Um, at the moment, I've got Pickford and Ariola as my two keepers. Gabriel, Estepinian, Chilwell, Stones, Botman. So Botman will be on the bench. Um, Saka, Salah, and Fernandez. Uh, and Ciso and Elliot Anderson. Elliot Anderson will just be a bench warmer for me. Uh, starting with Watkins and Haaland up front, and Mubama is a cheap striker just to fill the bench. Um, it's really the the struggle for me is I want Salah. I, he's hit something like 
two goals, seven assists in pre-season. I just think a lot of people aren't going to be able to get Haaland and Salah in, not if they want Bruno or Rashford. And if I can get both of them in, I think it might be a little bit of a bonus. So I'm, I'm really trying hard to get Salah in, but I'm also teetering on getting rid of him because the, I like how my team looks more without Salah. I can, I can have a much more balanced and strong 15. So that's where I'm at at the moment, but there'll be a few more changes before Friday. Love it, Baz. Thank you very much. Uh, and bang on the hour, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I think we've wrapped it up. Um, tricky, Baz, but fun. And uh, I really just can't wait for the weekend. Now, I'm looking forward to Saturday. We've worked really quite hard recently. I appreciate your input, Baz. Um, so I've got work tomorrow. I've got work on Friday. Um, so Saturday lunchtime, getting in the pub. That is my finish line. That is the end of my tunnel. The light at the end of my tunnel. Uh, so I have a few scoops uh, before the match on Saturday. Watch Newcastle smash the Villa and then have a few more scoops. Um, and so, yeah, well, in, I haven't been this excited for a season for a hell of a long time. Uh, and I know all the lads, the, the WhatsApp message went out on Tuesday morning. Where are we meeting? What time? Uh, so five days out, everyone was getting excited. Um, and all of the, everything we've done pre-season as well has been supported really well. Uh, by all of you buffoons in the chat and on Twitter and who download and leave comments. So um, very appreciative of that too, Baza. Yeah, absolutely. Echo all that. Um, as I say, we have put tons and tons of stuff out, uh, but the number of people downloading it every day is massively uh, impressive. So thanks everyone who has stuck around. Um, now the good stuff gets started. So let's hope we smash a few winners this weekend and then we'll be back to review it all, chuck some midweek picks out and get into the cycle. So keep coming back and, as you say, keep liking, rating, reviewing, tell a friend, all of that lot. And get in the Fantasy League if you're not already in there. Make sure you do join the Fantasy League. Any questions, give us a message on Twitter or Discord. Champion, yeah. Get in the Discord channel and we'll sweat all this silliness together over the weekend. Um, And until probably Sunday night, uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.